Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away, though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. I'm here with the usual crew, which is Ola. Hi, hi. And G. Hi. How's everybody today? Good. Good today. I'm tired. I walked <laughs> yeah. like 25,000 steps yesterday. Or like 30,000 or something. It was a we'll lot. We'll find out why soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week we have another like a recurring author, which would be Tilly Cole, who I personally love very dearly. Um, so that I, this is my we book We all love Tilly Cole's Lord of London Town. We did. That one got yeah, a five a star from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And this week we're doing, this is our most popular series. So G was just telling me before that Lord of London Town isn't actually like her most popular book. Doesn't even touch the like, top 10. That is bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you're on, you know, like how on Goodreads they organize them by like most yeah. rated. Yeah. It's, you have to like scroll right down to find Lord of London Town. <gasps> yeah. That's She's got a really up. big series ahead of it. And this is the main one. Okay. Yeah, That's so this is like her biggest. This is her biggest book series, which is weird because I preferred Lord of London Town over this book. This book is just as good, but I preferred Lord of London Town. Um, so I'll get in. Oh, we'll get into ratings, and then I'll read the synopsis, and then we'll do what we usually do. So for me, I'm gonna give this a four star. This is a four star for me. Nice. I reckon I'm gonna go for like a four and a half because it made me really okay. want to read the next one. Yeah, I want to read the next one. But to, at the moment, it's like a four. But maybe if I continue with the series, it could go with a five. Because there's still a lot of questions unanswered. Yeah. It's like a two and a half or a three for me. I hated this book. Really? Really? I hated it. I found it so difficult to read it. I thought it was, yeah, we'll get into it. But what? Yeah, what was like, it? Like, there were things that I liked about it, don't get me wrong. But I thought, you wrote Lord of London Town. This could have been so much better. I found it quite similar in style and content to Lord of London Town. I didn't. I don't know why. I just thought it was not as well done. The ends weren't met, like, not the storyline, because I know that there are more books, but just their storyline was kind of not tied together well. Okay, we'll go into specifics in a second. I will just, like, read the synopsis, but, like, bear with me, because it's quite a long synopsis. Um, The blurb. yeah the blurb sorry is quite long so sinning never felt so good a fortuitous encounter a meeting that should never have happened many years ago two children from completely different worlds forged a connection a faithful connection an unbreakable bond that would change their lives forever salome knows only one way to live under prophet david's rule in the commune she calls home salome knows nothing of life stop saying salome it's salome is it Salome? Yeah, that's why your yeah. nickname is May. I read the, uh, I read the whole thing as Salome. <laughs> maybe because I know, maybe because I know somebody with last that time name with another name. What was the other yeah, name that I, she did this with? I don't know. I can't remember. But I know somebody with that name that's spelled that way. Yeah, Salome, and I know nothing bib- about the Bible. Yeah, biblical. Salome. But I know someone called Salome. I feel like your Jew is just popping out. To be honest, because okay, it's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, yeah, don't worry about it. is just like coming out to party. <laughs> okay. Salome knows nothing of life beyond her strict faith, nor of life beyond the fence. The fence that cages her keeps her trapped in an endless cycle of misery, a life she believes she is destined to always lead until a horrific event sets her free. Fleeing the absolute safety of all she has ever known, Salome is thrust into the world outside, a frightening world full of uncertainty and sin, into the protective arms of a person she believes she would never see again. River Styx, Nash, knows one thing for certain in life. He was born and bred to wear a cup. Raised in a turbulent world of sex, Harleys and drugs, Styx unexpectedly has the heavy burden of the Hades hangman gavel thrust upon him, and all at the ripe age of 26, much to his rival's delight. Haunting, haunted by a crushing speech impediment, Stick quickly learns to deal with his haters. Powerful fists, an iron jaw, and the skillful use of his treasured German blade has earned him a fearsome reputation as a man not to be messed with in the shadowy world of outlaw MC. A reputation that successfully keeps most people far, far away. Sticks has one rule in life. Never let anyone get too close. It's a plan that he has stuck to for years. That is, until a young woman is found injured on his lot. A woman who loves, looks uncannily familiar. A woman who clearly not, does not belong in his world, yet a woman he feels reluctant to let go. Whew. It's a good blurb. It is a good, it is a good blurb. And it, it pulls you in. <laughs> it pulls you in. Yeah, it pulls you in, but it doesn't really reveal too much. That's no. Okay. Well, let's start with the usual favorites. Oh, the twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The twist was was amazing. That was a great twist. I thought that, like, I wasn't expecting it. And I really, really, Really? like, I wasn't expecting it. I just saw it coming from a mile away. This is the one time where I was just like, fuck, really? Like, I was just like, oh, okay, some other Catholic kid. But, you know, maybe for me it's a little bit different and for other like really brought up in catholic religion kids because it's normal to know bible verses and stuff like that if you're brought up in catholicism so i just thought he was a catholic kid you know what i mean yeah um yeah like at school i remember being people being like you know john three four whatever the fuck it is and then people would be like oh yeah you know that bible verse or whatever so it wasn't strange to know those things so for me it was actually quite a shock I found it yeah like with that bit especially I kind of like once they sort of knew that they had a rat and it got like further down I was like oh if it's him it'll be like too obvious but then it was him so it was a weird like double fake yeah it's pretty good yeah I think the moment I knew was when they were killing who they thought the rat was and then they kept like flicking between like rivers um not rivers sorry um riders like views on the situation like how he was feeling about what was happening and then like the guy getting killed and then from that moment where like sticks was like flicking before um in between the two of them i was like oh he's like the actual rat yeah Yeah. not the prospect i felt so sorry for that kid yeah oh it it felt a little bit too easy i definitely knew definitely knew it wasn't the kid straight away because it's like well that's obviously like planted evidence I was like, yeah, and he was so happy. Yeah, he was like, just he's nice. the happiest person ever, and she had to kill off the one happy guy, <laughs> like the one person with the soul. She had to kill him off. Fucking Tilly. I think my favorite part about this book was, I think MC always follows a very specific um, plot thing, which is like you have like the dark and broody guy, and then the innocent 
not used to the MC life woman. And like, he's never going to take on like an old lady. And then she's just like so different. He like has to take her on. And I like that. I like that trope. Like I enjoy that trope, but this was that trope, but then like so bizarrely unique. On crack. It was like, yeah, that trope, but like as extreme as it could possibly be. Which is like, I, I enjoyed it because if you're gonna follow a trope, which is like enjoyed by many, like make it weird, like make it completely out of the blue. Like the most yeah. original idea. I would have never ever put an MC and a cult together in my head and been like, that's a good book. Like I should write that. It is like the most extreme version of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good because I've never my... read anything like that and I never thought I would. Yeah. I think my favorite part about it was in her author's note in the beginning when she says that uh, she, when she was studying for her degree um, and her master's that she worked with people that had gotten free from cults and she based a lot of um, May's, Salome's experiences on interviews that she'd undertaken with other women. So that was, I thought that was really good because it really did add an element of like, a, a, like a bit more reality. Yeah, even though the shit that was happening was so extreme, like like the structure and stuff of the cult, just knowing that it was based on other women's experiences, like coming out of the cult and like not knowing anything, you know, thinking that everything outside was going to be completely evil. That I really liked that. That's my least favorite part. Really? Was it? It was based on real yeah. experiences. No, I'm fine with things being based on real experiences. The way that she portrayed it, I thought was kind of strange because. It felt kind of forced to me where she was like, I need to show like the worst parts of it. But then they weren't like rounding the story up. So, for example, one of the biggest issues for me in this was she was really, they kept talking about how malnourished she was, right? And there was like no doctors, there was like no IV, that like normal things that people would put in books if like somebody was malnourished. She just kind she of like skirted over up. it. She was hooked Pardon? up to an IV. She was hooked up to an IV. Yeah, but like, you know, they if somebody's like that malnourished as she would have been, I reckon it just, it didn't fit right. Like it didn't feel like they dealt with it properly. Like they weren't, if that's going to be a plot point, the fact that she's malnourished, you need to like go further into it, like the food and whatever else, like trying to get her healthy. And, you know, it just felt like things like that were overlooked and they didn't organize for her to go speak to someone like she went through massive trauma like the yeah, most responsible I think that thing they do, to do they do address that like why they couldn't do things like that like she couldn't even leave the compound she couldn't go anywhere because they were being watched constantly yeah. so and also you've got to think about know. it like if she's like malnourished, like there's a difference between like i don't know being clinically malnourished and somebody on the street seeing you and going like they look malnourished like she could have just been pale and skinny like I don't know. I think it's one of those things of this book was not necessarily about uh, real life getting out of a cult and the decoding of like religious traumatic teaching. Like it touched on the idea, but it wasn't realistic. It was not a representation of what it's like to actually leave a cult and have to experience like the the beginning that she was basing on true stories. I think it was like, I, but I think it's not necessarily that because it, it touches on what maybe cults have been like and how you feel and like what you may perceive when you leave a cult. But I don't think at yeah. once she wanted it to be like a serious 
like an like an exact of, like, retelling of yeah. Sure. Because I think it's a it's a really intense topic, and like to go into like be- that much detail, it probably couldn't yeah. be a smart book. Yeah, but then at the beginning, you can't say I'm basing this on real life stuff because you don't know I what it's the, more that like real life and what that, isn't. Like, I felt she, like that's a yeah i feel like it's more like the author's note was more sort of mentioned to say that like you know that was where she got her inspiration and what she drew from mm-hmm. in order to but write she's claiming story. like it's real life events that actually occurred no that's not what she's claiming that does that isn't what that's she's what claiming it, that some of the things that happened in this book happened to people in real life that's what it says at the i think it's more yeah within the like cult not the room. yeah like like and like people's like experiences the, leaving cults like the like what it feels like to you know see everything for the first time or learn new yeah, things i don't know i just don't think that like you should write something like that at the beginning if you're not gonna if if we don't know what part is true what isn't then i don't think you should write that shit in the beginning i just like don't think you can expect serious breakdown of like cult trauma decoding and um ex- like expression of like refining yourself sure. in the world like from a smut novel i think you have yeah. to go into no, it and like I a d- little I bit of like you, totally i agree with what you're saying there but then if you're just going to do a cult novel then don't base it don't base it on like true stories then just leave it as like a simple smut novel don't turn it in if you're trying to make it into something serious because you're copying true stories then make it serious but if you're not then just don't mention that it's based on true stories of people that you know who have gone through cults. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't agree, but that's fine. Yeah. I just thought it was a little bit odd and distasteful. Yeah. I didn't like it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is kind of fucked because you know, these people, it's their true stories, right? So there are some people who did go through those horrible things in the book, which is awful, like could not imagine. And it's been turned into something that is less serious, that is less um, like, oh, I don't know how to explain it. That doesn't I don't know, explain the like... gravity of what they actually went through. Because if somebody's about leaving like... the cult... It's traumatic. It's a horrible experience. And then they were like, oh, she found a man and she's fine. And they're copying stories of what actually happened to people in the cult. And they were vile stories, what she was putting in there. And it's great that she's getting it out there. Don't get me wrong, but maybe don't put it in a smart novel. I don't know. I guess you can, like, say that about, like, any dark romance, though. Because there's there's dark romances that scope like every form of trauma that a human could possibly go through within a smart novel and like you just go into it with like a feeling of like this is not like a real it might be a real experience because obviously out there someone will have experienced one of these things that have happened in the plethora of dark romance out there but you just have to go into it being like it might be a real experience but it might it probably won't be a real healing experience. Like none of these dark yeah. romance novels that we've ever read ever encapsulate encapsulate correctly how people might possibly heal from this trauma ever. And they'll never do that because it's not the kind of like books that they are. And it's, I guess, why people put trigger warnings on their books because yeah. if you are a person that has suffered from that particular trauma, you will understand what it feels like to heal from that trauma. And that might not be the book for you to read because 
it will never encapsulate your emotions or your feelings towards it. Yeah, event. I feel sure. like that touches um, on like what we've talked about before mm-hmm. as well. How like the reason why like things that are portrayed in books is so much different is because like it, it like it's fiction. Like it's it's always fiction. But the thing is that this isn't all fiction. I've, I literally just read the author's note and it only says that it is inspired by several people that she talked to after they left cults. So it's just like, just that aspect of it, I think, was just inspired by the women. Okay. But it's no, the same way that enough. none of these I other women. I honestly just think that like, if she was just like, you know, I'm writing a cult novel, whatever, I would have been like, fine. But the fact that she was like going on about her masters and whatever else and blah, 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 that turned me off it for some reason. Because it's like you're using people's stories and then you're turning it into something entertaining for somebody else. And that just, yeah. But to be honest, like, that could be said about, like, every dark romance Yeah, but they don't mention it. But every dark, but I feel like every dark romance novel will have someone's lived experience in it that's being used as a form of entertainment. Probably, but they don't really mention it. I've never read one before where it was mentioned like that. But we have heard of authors that, like, write their own trauma. Sure, but that's their own trauma. So they can, like, Jade West, for example, bait. Not Mm. trauma, but, like, her own experience. But that's how she perceives it. She's writing it for herself, whereas Tilly is writing it about other people. Fair enough. I feel like we're going to... I feel like we're going to, like, disagree on this, but I actually feel super strongly about this. I was just like, this feels wrong. Like, when when I was reading it, I was like, it's a great book. Don't get me wrong, like, the storyline is amazing, but that just, like, felt gross to me. I couldn't but I also, read it I also and be guess like, it's like, is... uh, your proximity and your relationship with religion will change your perspective on this. Probably. Because, like, That's I don't have... That's really, really likely. Yeah. Because I hate so... religious shit. I don't have a problem with reading cult stuff. I actually think that it's really cool. And I, if she didn't put that thing in the beginning, I know that I would love it. But I also think, like, at some parts, she just went too far. Like, the eight-year-old thing, I was like, fuck, how am I meant to find the rest of this book sexy at all after reading this? <laughs> I, I Do you guess. get what I mean? I mean but like, it's, like, on the same vein as, like... It's the same vein as, like, hunting and haunting Adeline, right? Like, you know, everybody has their I mean, particular tastes. <laughs> Yeah, I know you did, but you know what I mean? Like, you write for the people that want to read your books and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Because Hunting and Haunting Adeline is rough stuff as well, right? So I just don't know how I'm meant to find a book sexy if there's an eight-year-old child getting assaulted in it. Well, it's like the same thing with, like, I don't know, I understand how people find Hunting and Haunting Adeline sexy. but they I don't either. I think they're insane. <laughs> like I just don't. But there is it. there is other books that we've read. Um, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. But Do you know which one that I actually? There's only one that I feel so much guilt for finding it sexy, and then I was repulsed by it afterwards. Was Jade West's "Strangers in My Bed"? That's what I was about to say. I yeah, was about to. But then, like, we backtracked and we were like, "How the fuck could we find this sexy?" But that's like the point. Right? She like, also it's like said a... it wasn't a romance in the end of it. What else was the Sea of Ruin was like that too? There was a graphic essay scene. Yeah, but it was an adult. And not that it makes it okay. I don't think that minimizes. No, no, no. It doesn't minimize it, but I just think that if, like, when we read these books, often we have to be so careful. When we read these books, often um, 
in those instances, it's something that you're prepared to read, right? Like you're prepared. That might be one of the triggers. You go into it thinking, okay, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen to an adult. But like I went into this book knowing that one of the triggers was essay and I just wasn't expecting it to happen to a minor. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that it's okay that happened to an adult. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. It's just like logically whenever, like I'm find it difficult to find books sexy when there is any essay in it at all, just full stop. But yeah, I just thought it was extra hardcore because it was a minor. No, I get it. But like, I think it's like we read a lot of books where uh, the main characters have a history of trauma. Mm hmm yeah to like a varying to like a varying degree like it's a very big thing in dark romance that someone has to overcome something to like reach a point where like they're at the best of who they are right so in this book her trauma is obviously more extreme than what we've probably read in other books or what you've personally read in other books like i can't speak for everybody and it's like i think it's like fine not to like it like these books aren't written for those things like for me personally it was just like part of her story she reclaimed like her sexual liberation like that was the sexy part about it like she took something was taken from her she flipped it on its head reclaimed it and then owned her body in a way that she wanted Mm. to use it and that's why it was sexy for me but like I can understand why other people might not find that sexy yeah I just found it difficult to separate it if that makes sense like to me it wasn't like a smart novel it was more yeah I was actually gonna say that like I didn't I didn't find this book like I don't even know if like sexy is like the right word to describe a book like this like it's I just feel like that sort of word like it shouldn't be used like on the scale of something like this you know yeah um like it's kind of it's just a but it was a good story it was a good book like the writing was good the telling was good I liked it that's what I'm reading it on not like how how it made me not like how hot it made me yeah like I look at it and I don't think this is a romance novel I think this is a story of somebody finding themselves I think, after going I think it is a... romance but like more about love yeah. than sex yeah okay yeah, okay so it's like a love romance novel instead of smart yeah but it's not porn that's I think that's that's where the story was yeah. was like the love yeah yeah so like lo- beautiful love story loved that for her amazing <laughs> like genuinely but I just like find it difficult to put it in that kind of but I think this is like a good segue into like just a general conversation about like how um how not simple smart novels are in the grand scheme of things there is obviously a stereotypical idea that they're very harlequin based they're very like one dimensional like characters in the book and that's it where that's obviously not the case for all smart novels which is why it's important to like do your research on what book you read because you're Absolutely. not because if that's what you want that's, that's like not the, always yeah. what you're gonna get that's the thing and is with, I like oh, with um with books because it's like I feel like romance and erotica just get thrown into this general category together but there's like every other category you could imagine there is a subcategory in romance yeah. or like, like thriller erotica. crime and then like you know yeah, like mob this, crime yeah. and like whatever else absolutely and I think that we are so lucky that the three of us have such different tastes like for example Betty with the like MCs and like the darker kind of grittier romances and G with the crying and the fantasy 
and myself with like the rom-coms, but also like I love all of those things. But because we've had that opportunity to introduce all those different types of smart levels to each other because the different books that we're reading, it's kind of given us an insight on what is at the different like allocations, essentially. I don't, I think it like draws an interesting conclusion, which is like smart novels aren't always about the sex. Like we're girls who read porn, but sometimes these books aren't porn for us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you don't like, you know, like trying to explain to somebody that doesn't read these novels and they're like, oh, like you just want to get off. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's two Mm. types of books. You've got like your Katie Roberts, your dad will do. Which is like, yeah, yeah. You want to get up? It's gratuitous. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like you need you it. Like if you of- just haven't gotten off in a couple of days, you're like, I need a bit of Ex- your dad will do. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have the other end of the spectrum, like this book or pen pal or something. Like it's not there to be like a hot, like get off yeah. kind of book. It's like there to invoke emotion, to like to express yeah. a story, to have a character development, like mm. other books would have like just like regular literature without smart would have except from this one just has smart in it which is like a normal part of like human of the human experience and i think it's hard to have a character development novel without having what other like the world goes through which is like finding romance and having sex yeah yeah so yeah no you're right and i actually wanted to say i feel quite awkward going into this one saying favorite sex scenes because I just and we don't have to do that. No, like we can. It doesn't bother me. But that was one of the other things that I wanted to bring up. Like it just didn't seem like the right kind of book to go down that path. Which is what this like yeah. this is the next thing that I was going to bring up, and it perfectly leads into it. Because yes, some of the scenes were very hot and whatever else. Like you know, the first time that he um, went down on her and she found out what like true joy in sexes like yeah (laughs) Yeah. like truly like it was actually quite a beautiful thing that he managed to do that for her and that was awesome that was like another that he managed to do that for her was like a favorite part but I just I just it is weird like you know what like it is weird though that this book has had this effect on you because we read Mindfuck and it didn't have the same effect on you you found that book sexy so it's like it wasn't as no listen the scene where they graphically explain what happened to them as children is one of the reasons why this book had such a massive effect on me. Mindfuck did not do that. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying like I'm not calling you yeah. out. Like it's a normal opinion to have. It's no, just no, no, like I know, it's always I know. interesting to see where like yeah. you know people find uh, yeah, I guess remember. their own personal boundary, do like their own line. Do you think that like it's a testament to like her writing that she was able to create such a vivid image? compared to she's an incredible writer she is an incredible i could never take that away from her lords of london like i understand why she is one of betty's favorite authors a hundred percent like i could never take that away from you betty because she is she's absolutely incredible her writing always like chef's kiss yeah this chick knows what she's that's doing like, that, that's why i rate high because i it's reckon like you should rate rate on the writing yeah. not the content like that's what I always do. I never write on the content unless it's like f- fucking stupid content. This, I couldn't <laughs> not this time for myself. Like I had to write on the content because of that pre-forward as well. Like it just it wasn't. No, nah, it didn't hit it for me. Yeah, fair. That's but fair her writing's enough. amazing. 
yeah like her right yeah like, writing in her structure her. oh it was such a clean structure in that book it was yeah like so she knows how to fucking write a book tilly yeah. cole is incredible yeah. at it but and i would still read all of her other stuff see other times when i've given low ratings like other authors that we've had that we've rated low mm-hmm. i would mm-hmm. never read any of their other stuff though yeah this is one of those authors that i just didn't like this book yeah i get that i mean yeah it's like yeah i mean that's what happens right like the content wasn't for you it happens all the time you're not gonna like every book yeah. an author produces sometimes the content is just not for you there's definitely books that i've read where I've been like, this is a really good book. I love the writing. Like any rom-com novel, for example. Like Lucy Score, <laughs> amazing author, right? Love her writing. She writes amazingly. Content's not for me. It doesn't interest yeah. me particularly. Probably not going to read another one of her books, but that isn't because she's a well, bad writer. It's just because... This season, well, am, by the way. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> well, not by choice. Not of your own volition. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't dislike the book. Like the book wasn't a bad yeah. book. I would never categorize it as a bad book. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of like I'll stick it with a three. Like I think that's why I gave it a three because it's just like Not whatever to me. Yeah. But like if people love those story, like if you do like H.D. Carlton's like a really – because I know a lot of people look for similar books to the cat and mouse duet. So many mm-hmm. people are like, what is something that's this intense with smut in it? Read yeah. this book. But this I would say, you. yeah, but I like, I get what you mean because like, the content is similar, but like, I just don't want to put H.T. Carlton in the same box as Tilly Cole. No, 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 no. Like, like it's better. No, but like, I know, like, I know what you mean, but like inside yeah. me, I like, I feel, I feel like bad. It makes you shave. Hi dogs. It makes you shave. I understand that. I actually saw H.T. Carlton over the weekend. She is very lovely. So I think what we can take away from this conversation is that there is a plethora of romance novels out there and you're going to find books that you don't like and you're going to find books that you like and it's fine. Like whatever books you read are fine. It is your body, your sexual liberation of your own choice, whatever gets you off, whatever doesn't get you off. It's all for you. And there are books out there that are hard read. You don't have to read them. Like if that's why we listen to this episode. (laughs) Yeah. If you listen to this episode and you're like, Oh, not for me, like not my vibe great don't we have a hundred other have 50 other episodes of different books that you can go through and you can find something that's like exactly your taste and we're not offended whatsoever and we don't offend each other when we don't like each other's books either so it makes a good conversation uh, i don't know i got pretty angry i'd be bored uh, I was just about to say she's going to bring up Detective Daddy again because that one was a rough one for me. I think the only time we've ever had any offence about not liking a book is a Detective Daddy. But other than that, we're good. <laughs> but yeah, moral of the story, read what makes you happy because that's why we read. Yeah. And speaking Start a book of reading. Club. Yeah, Start a book club yeah. and like get a different person who's got di- completely different tastes to recommend a book each month or each week or however else you want to do it because or treat us as a book club yeah ours is a book club yeah or treat ours as a book club because we the three of us have such different tastes and it's like so many books that betty and g have brought on i've been like holy fuck like sea of ruin still destroys me it's like my favorite <laughs> ever 
and a lot of London Town by Tilly Cole. Incredible. Do you know how many people read that book after that fucking episode? Because we fucked that episode up so much that they had to bring it. <laughs> like, so seriously? That was, that, was, that was chef's kiss, that episode. <laughs> because that's what up. Tilly Cole Tilly Cole does, right? Like her books are so complicated. They're so convoluted. There's so That's much happening. Very interesting. Because we just couldn't fucking do it after that. And so I actually got messages on our Instagram going, we don't know what happened. We just decided to read it. <laughs> we like, and look, everyone. Really like we hinted just enough to make people want to read it. Because <laughs> it was five stars, Everybody's but no one could understand it. why it was five stars. <laughs> Oh my god. And that's why I love Tilly Cole. I'll always love Tilly oh, she's Cole. Amazing. She's a yeah. like if you're if you're into these kind of books, like start with Lord of London Town, because that's quite dark, but it's like not the same level of dark as what we've oh, just read. More violent. Meridian. Yeah, start with Lord of London Town. If you can stomach that, maybe like switch to her like other books that aren't Hades Hangman. See if you can like deal with that kind of like dark romance if it's for you, and then maybe jump into Hades Hangman. Like, but like Hades this Hangman isn't is like wild. This isn't like a um a dip your toe into dark romance book. This is like if oh, you're an no. avid fan of dark romance, like pick up this book. If you've never read a dark romance, find something else first. Like mind fucked read mindfuck read lord of london town read those kind of books and then jump into this yeah yeah even I think, pen like, if you go into our history of episodes there are a lot of dark romances that you can start off with and this isn't one of them um like strangers in my bed no this one no there are other ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> those i ones feel like we need like the um, roughest we need, like beginner and... intermediate advanced <laughs> yeah like that's what hurt <laughs> It Ain't Me, Babe, and Strangers in My Bed are the three which we do not recommend starting off with. Yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even do Does It Hurt, but if you like H.D. Carlton. I just wouldn't read Does It Hurt because it's just just, it's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> it does a bit of a level of it. It's just not very good. Speaking about H.D. Carlton, I saw her at Babe. <laughs> oh, God, that makes there me feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, all went to Babe, <laughs> which is a community of people who love reading. Holy fuck. Okay, so I called the girls because what happened was I picked up one of my girlfriends who came down from Queensland and I was like, oh, you know, let's go grab lunch and stuff and then we'll, I'll see you at Babe tomorrow. And, like, when we talk in everyday life, we just talk about normal things, but then, like, when we were in person and because it's a book weekend, listen, I heard the words FMC, the words H, all of the freaking <laughs> the lingo were said to my face and I was like where am I and I don't actually know what you're saying to me but then I noticed that everyone is like that and they all talk to each other like that and they had like their TikTok groups that they went out to dinner with and there were brunches with the authors and the VIPs and the fucking whatever else. It makes you realize how much we're we're outside of the community we're outside of the community so much. We are so beyond that. Listen Betty I was so lost when I walked up to El Thorpe because I obviously attacked every single amazing author there. I walked up to El Thorpe and I was like, hi, you know, we want to get you onto the podcast. And she's like, oh, my God, I love you guys. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you too. Um, and <laughs> she – I have news about her next trilogy, by the way, she told me, because I can finagle anyone to tell me stuff. Um, she is Australian. 
And I was like going up to some girlfriends and I was like, did you know that Elthorpe is Australian? And they're like, who the fuck are you? Obviously. <laughs> like, you don't know that? You don't know that? And <laughs> That's I was what like, I mean. Hey, like, James I is from Dubbo? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like we are as much as like, I don't know, we, we're, we're somewhat representatives of the community, but like not the good ones. Like, no, you know don't say mean? that. We're fantastic representatives of the community. And I think one of the most shocking things for me was is a few people did come up to me and they were like, oh, my God, you're Ola from Girls Who Read Porn. And I was like, who? I am. Hello. <laughs> I, I reckon we're, like, we're representative of, like, 85% of the community, which is just people that just casually read romance on their Kindles, just yeah. normal everyday people, right? But the yes. 15% are the people that are just so active in the community. It is, but it's like, it's, it, it's... I feel like without them, we would be lost because they're the ones who sit on Smart Hood, Bang, wherever else, Clitorature, all of those pages. And if I said to them, I need a book with a blue werewolf that has a dick on his forehead and the female is a baboon. They would give me 17 different wrecks, right? They did. They're like the they know everything. The romance books. Oh, yeah. They, we walked like up. Rocks. So I was talking to Katie Knight, K.A. Knight, and yeah. incredible human, by the way. She is the most Geordie person I've ever met in my life in person. Like I, <laughs> She was fucking next level. And um, one of the girls looked at a book there and she's like, oh, my God, I didn't know that that was part of the part six anthology of this and this and this and this and this author. And I'm like, dude, it's a fucking book name. How do you even know that? And she goes, oh, because it's a similar book name to this and this and this. And then that links up to this author who did the first part of that. And I was like, are we in the same country? Like, I don't actually understand (laughs) what language are you speaking? Yeah, so it was really amazing. And so Babe was much more of a fantastical kind of um, fantastical kind of book um, conference where there were a lot more fantasy authors than you would normally find at another book conference. And when you walked in, there were dragons and lights and flowers yeah. and um, people – hanging off the ceiling in silk and on those silk things that they do the spinny things and whatever and the day before they had strippers (laughs) magic mic and that totally ended up well for the strippers and they had like you know cover models there and vagina smelling candles and like just like just everything that you could possibly imagine was there and there was over 200 authors or something like it was absolute insanity um the lines for Penn douglas for example like everyone is given a sticker to wait and it immediately went up to like three or four hundred people within the first waiting for penelope douglas yeah oh, i wait okay she deserves it that if i just walked up to an author and i was like hi i just need to quickly grab a business card i'm from a podcast called girls who read porn and we want you on the podcast they'd be like oh yeah no worries and they just wrote down their email address and gave it to me and i ran away so i didn't have nice. to wait in any lines because they were like <laughs> oh, business. I no i know but i didn't ask for any signatures or any photos and i wasn't trying to talk to them I was just trying to get their emails. Mm. So I was like weaseling my way through them. And then I walked up to J.A. Lowe and I was like, hi, you know, my name's Ola. I'm from Girls Who Read Porn. And she's like, oh, 
oh my god, I love you guys. And I was like, fuck Yay. me. Fuck <laughs> me. We're getting somewhere. And it felt so good. And I was just like, you know what? Was it weird? We're doing something good out people. there, but we are honestly nobodies. We know yeah, nothing. Of course. No, we know but was it weird you know, like, meeting authors in person that we'd spoken to online? Yes. So I met Sam Hall and I saw yeah. Sarah Kate and I, we waved at each other, but her line was just, and I didn't yeah, want to like, imagine it was, no, 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 I was yeah. like, honestly, she was in her own version of hell. I'm pretty sure. So I was just like, I'm going to leave you to it. But we waved at each other and she's like, oh, and I was like, ah, and I was like, you know, Sarah Kate. But um, Sam Hall and I, we sat there for two hours talking and she was telling other authors, she's like, you've got to get on this podcast. These bitches are fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, I love you. Like, you're one of my favorite people. But we've got like, listen, some of the authors who have agreed to come on, if you for if you've found us through our fiftieth episode, stick around because you're gonna fucking die when you hear of the authors that we've organized to come onto the podcast through going to Babe. And Babe was ball gowns and book events, right? So everyone was in a ball gown. Except for I was you. one of Except the odd one gown. I feel like I confused a lot of people, like why I was there. They were just You need like, you need like a press badge. So you can just be like, right, I look like you <laughs> you probably I like one, and they were like the we tech don't do team. Press. They probably thought you were like own. an event organizer. <laughs> I know, I did. No, no, actually, I didn't look like an event organizer. The event organizers were walking around in ball gowns that lit up oh, with my God. big fucking sticks with like lights on the end of this. Like, a, what's okay. it called? You like probably look like someone that was like escaped the back room. Dude, I looked like I was like, I honestly. You know, they were like stock tables. Yeah. yeah or like pick up rubbish. I think maybe I kind of looked like somebody who was in there trying to work out like how human, an ex- human experiment or something. Like, <laughs> a scientist. Like, yeah, like I was just there trying to work out like what the fuck was going on. Because I first walked in and somebody looked at me and they were like, you look very confused. And I'm like, I think I'm having a bit of a fucking overload right now. And they're like, that's understandable. <laughs> just go take a seat. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, look, you can sit on the dragon over there. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Do you want to sit in the high heel or on the dragon? Oh my god! Oh, I don't. Man, I think I. I think I will never attend one of these events. I don't think I. So can if you're ever planning on, years. I don't know. If you're ever planning on meeting me in person, just like get rid of that dream. Bad news. Yeah. Yeah. I do next year. I can't. I, I don't do. I, I don't even do you guys. Never mind like public spaces. I feel yeah, because Ola, you're like you're the most confident. You're like the most extroverted one, probably, yeah, out yeah. of the three of us. And, and if I'm you struggled, me and Betty would be we and Betty would like shut down within ten minutes. We'd just be like, go, we'll just go sit in the toilet for a while. I know. And I literally spoke to probably about two or three hundred people. I walked up to someone and I'd be like, Who are you here to see? Because I wanted to know like who are the authors that people want to hear from. And there were authors that I'd never heard of before, which are who are absolutely incredible. And when I heard about their books and whatever else, I'm like, we have to get them on. Like I'm so excited to hear from them. And like I was stopping every second person going, Tell me, like, who is amazing? Like, I wanna know who you're here for. Because as much as the big authors were there, they weren't there for the big authors. 
They were there for their favourite little indie author who hasn't been heard of before, but they just absolutely loved one of their series and they had to get every single book signed. There was a girl there. I think I told you guys about this yesterday. There was a girl there who got 90 pre-orders, 400 books. She's from the USA. She had 25 kilos, seven bags, 25 kilos each, (laughs) schlepped back to the US. It's too much. Wait, do you want to tell them about the the publish publisher drama? If people don't know, the what? Oh the yeah, the printing um, dramas, like the print the book printing dramas. <gasps> Everyone in case fucking shit on calligraphy printing Sydney right now. Go on their Instagram and tell them that they're a piece of shit because it turns out it was only the special editions that they didn't print. They were specifically okay. there to do because for each event, right. They have a special edition printed for each author for those. Yeah. Authors. So it'd be like, so, like an exclusive thing. Like you I go to bay, you get like a, yeah. Yeah. Nothing was printed. They emailed the authors a week before of a couple of days before going, sorry, just can't do it. And then they shut everything down, all their contacts, all their social media. Jesus. Like, Bye. Yeah, wow. it was it was wild, but it was just such. It was like a human experiment. It was interesting to watch. Like I would, I want to go again, but like I want to go in like a bubble, like one of those mm. like big bubble things, and just like roll around and watch with like a video camera. Just like maybe if we like had slightly like, above. Yeah, if we did have like a press pass or like t-shirts then we would know and like like, I think about you two going and I don't think you would walk up to the chick with the tiara like some of the headpieces by the way (laughs) anyone listening and you went you fucking went above and beyond they were stunning they had like antlers coming out of their heads and flowers like literally massive headpieces massive I've never seen anything like like um I was speaking to Angel I don't know what her surname is anyway the one that writes lords of pain one of the Angel mm-hmm. Lawson, Lawson or Lawson, Lawson I don't know. I think it's Lawson. Lawson. And I was like, this is mental. Like this is this is out of control. Like how do people do this? And she's like, this is Comic-Con for romance. Like this is literally the Comic-Con and we've got it in Sydney. It's one of the biggest events in the world and it was fucking massive Man. and it was insane. It was madness. I just think you should keep me in a cupboard because if you take me to one of those events, we'll lose our podcast. <laughs> I think maybe that's why I'm a little bit more a lot of people recognize me when it comes to the podcast because I do put my face out there and I do force myself into people's lives so unfortunately I am the face of it forever like yeah. at least like, fine <laughs> I know so you fine. both don't care at all and I'm like we need to get our names out there let's go on Instagram and do a story and Betty's like I don't do that that's not my job. You're like, you'll tell so us, like, do like one story and then that'll be it. Then yeah, like, I know. Like, and I've had to nag you guys so many fucking times. You know what, like, the weird thing is, right, before we started this podcast and it was just, like, a, an idea, like, I had, that I was like, it's not going to succeed. Like, I'll be fine. Because my worst fear in life is, like, being famous. Like, <laughs> having, like, people know what my face looks like. Not being able to, like, walk down. Like, if we ever got, like, I'm not saying that we're at that point or we ever will be. Yeah, my worst fear point. is, like, not being able to walk, not being able to, like, walk down the street without someone knowing who I am. Like, I have like extensively, like, you. I've moved countries. I have, like, started my life again just to avoid, like, people that I never want to see again. And then to, like, 
have that taken away from me. I don't think we have me. that problem in New Zealand. I'm just saying. Like, when it comes to our listeners, New Zealand's not an issue. You'll be fine. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I mean, if we went to, where, if we where walked we through been? New York City or London, yeah. we would have a problem. Because that's, like, we've got thousands of listeners in those cities. Like, thousands. But, like, yeah, nobody gives a shit. I could, like, literally Bob next door is, like, Ola, sort out your fucking bins. Like, I don't have, we're not going to have any problems. We'll be fine. I don't know. Like, you've been to a couple of events in um, Australia where strangers have been like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you've been recognized. I have been. I have been. And it's been, um. Like, non-book related kind of like events, I should say. Because I'm like, are you sure it's me hmm. that you're trying to talk to? Like, are you sure that I'm the person that you're trying to have a conversation yeah. with right Just now. Just like clarifying, you do mean Ola from Girls Who Read Porn, right? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> are you talking about the, po- like, do you know me because I ripped you off on something? Like, what? Are, how do we know each other? Like, what? Are, did, yeah. I, did I like run over your cat? Is that how you know my name? Like, what's the deal here? Um, but no, like people listen to us, hi, why, whatever, I don't know. They love it and we should be very proud of what we do, but I think we need to be super upfront with our listeners that we are novices. We came into this as novices. We are not hardcore. We're not entertainers. I should also probably no, disclaim that I like love are. our fans we and I don't have a problem with them. Yeah, fans um, are great. People no, that listen to are like, so good. Deeply love them. I'm just so socially awkward and it's not your mm. fault. It's my problem. <sighs> Oh my god but like, I, why do you think she reads so much she doesn't go out i force her to talk to me and we're on a fucking podcast together but outside <laughs> of the podcast it's literally all by force it's not by like choice um yeah <clears throat> but yeah no it was incredible i definitely think if you haven't been to one go to a book event but be smart if you're only planning to ever go to because this is the other thing this was the holiday of a lifetime for so many people. Like, yeah, you're going so to many fucking people Australia? like, this is the only holiday I'm going on in the next five years. And there are people from Australia, people who have five children and their husbands are like, I'll do it for one weekend and this is all you've got. And they turned up with three, $4,000 and just went nuts on books, right? Yeah, fucking, Whereas- it's amazing. Whereas I went into it going, Josh, can you drop me off in the morning? I bought a $70 ticket off some chick in the Gold Coast and I've got like 20 bucks for my GYG for lunch. So it was a very different experience for me than for them because there was like $400 tickets that people were buying to have brunches and VIPs. Well, people are coming from all over the world. Like you're flying from like the UK, America. Those are like 26, 30-hour flights. I know, I've got business cards for people from the States. That's what I mean. Like, this is a a big deal to come all that way. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It was was mind-boggling and everyone there was stunning and I was a fish out of water and I was very lucky. I have to say thank you to one of my girlfriends. I'm not going to say her name because she probably doesn't want to public. But at lunchtime, I was like, I am so out of depth here write me a list of who I need to go speak to then she gave me the map I circled the map of everyone who I needed to go speak to and I'm like hello I've been told to come and invite you onto the podcast can I please have your email address I've heard you're amazing 
really like you so far. Let's do it. And they're like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Thank you. And then I got email addresses. Can you hear her? I had no. left my microphone on mute. <laughs> I, I, was like, <laughs> I was just saying that um, it's, it's like, you've got to be really smart when you go to things like that. Like you've got to almost like if you go to like an amusement park or something and you've only got a yeah. day pass, you've got to plan out where you're going to go. Like the most efficient way to get places. Yeah. 30,000 every year, six hours. So last time they did it was two years ago. It's Tate James and Jamin Eve. I don't know what the other author's name is. But last time that they did it, it was two years ago and they said that's the last time they're doing it. This time they did it, they said it's the last time they're doing it. Okay. So we'll see. So we'll see it again in two years. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure of it. It would be a lot of work for them. They hate doing it. And then they're like, oh, it's kind of like having a baby. Like you have a baby and then two years later you're like, let's have another one. It's like, oh, concept. it's so much fun, though, last time. It's literally what I thought time. of when they told me that they kept saying that it was the last one. Yeah. But next big event is in, in Australia, if you're Australians and listening. We've got Rare in Brisbane in 2025, which is, like, a big one. I know that there's one in Newcastle in a few months, in Adelaide in September, which is called Friction and Fiction. <laughs> Love that. I thought that name was amazing. That's great. The one in the Gold Coast in February is called Love on the Beach or something. So, yeah, there's Mm -hmm. so many options in every single city in Australia. So you have options. I think New Zealand has probably never hosted a romance. They've got one in Auckland. But you wouldn't even know about it because. No. You're like 30 people going. (laughs) I think I'd like to go to one. I think I could do it. I think I could do it once just to experience it. Well, I think. And then I. In Canada next year. Okay, but I feel yeah. like I would need to take a lot of breaks and I would require a lot of patience. I would just walk around talking to people. I literally was walking up to people going, hi, you look amazing. Who are you here to see today? But I had to like, I had to nap afterwards because I yeah. used all my extra work. <laughs> that was it. Like that was all I had for the day. I was done and then I took a two hour nap and I went out for dinner. So Perfect. yeah, that was babe. It was a lot, but it was incredible. And it was just fucking mind-boggling nice yeah cool great we well, thanks everybody for listening even though we've already saffron next week is saffron next is week it? is saffron okay so we've, so pre- we've oh wait no 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 no. so what's no. happened is saffron could only record yesterday but the episode with saffron comes out after this episode so next week sure? is saffron a can yeah, I know. So you're going to hear... I thought last week was Saffron and then... Nah. It's, it yeah. ain't me, babe, first. And then Saffron. No, it's Saffron first. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is Saffron first. Yeah, yeah so we've already had Saffron. It ain't me. Nope, we've no, already had Saffron. Saffron. Oh, no, because it was meant to be the 50th episode was It Ain't Me, babe. Yeah. That was the original. Yeah. Ah, that's where I'm confused. So, next so we're doing Ruthless. Report. Yeah. By the Twisted Boys. Sisters. Yeah. Carolyn Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Betty's already struggling. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I don't read it. It is a lot. It's, it's meaty. It's mm. so meaty. 
but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So enjoy. Nice. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.